0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at newsdakota.com and dakotaedge.com. Check it out there as we make this transition. Obviously, the final stretch of August here, boy, only a couple weekends and it'll be Labor Day weekend. So a lot of excitement building for those fall activities, but still some great fishing opportunities out there. Might be a little bit chillier today coming off the back half of the week where we had some rain, some cooler temperatures, and you might be thinking about fall as well. You still got time to get ready, get out there walking, jogging, running around, getting your legs stretched out for a great upland season, or maybe you're getting your shot in shape as well. You might be also looking at that bow hunting calendar, looking ahead to a couple Fridays from now when the season kicks off. Make sure you order that tag, gf.nd.gov, under the Buy and Apply tab. You're going to want to do it this week so that the mail and the processing all has time to get it to your door before that Friday opener, that first weekend of September. So keep those thoughts in mind, particularly with these cooler temperatures. You want to be thinking about fall. You want to be getting ready for those seasons. Physically fit, as we've talked about in the past, tags at the ready so you are ready to go for all of your deer hunting seasons. And of course, get that gear set, get that shot in shape, and get those shotguns nice and cleaned up and ready to go when grouse season kicks off in the middle of the month of September. And then of course we get into pheasant hunting there in early October. So, so much to look forward to. Still a lot to do right now. Keep that in mind as we get through this cooler stretch and the weekend begins to warm up. You're going to have a lot of fun out there and there are a lot of things to plan for. And along with that great fall hunting comes some incredible fall fishing opportunities and And one of those is finding those holdover trout that have made it through summer here in North Dakota. They get big, they have been eating all summer, and they get even hungrier in the fall. After the break, I'm going to tell you how to catch some of the best trout of the year. So please stay tuned. Welcome back to the show, everyone. As we mentioned before the break, we're kind of at that point in the year where everything collides. You're thinking about hunting, you're getting your last-minute fishing trips in, and we're getting ready for September, October, and all the great things that come with it. And while you're out there chasing grouse or you've got your bow for those morning hunts, don't pass up some great fishing. Now, I know we have turnover here where that uh, water strata starts to shift and things cool and the water column gets all muddled up and mixed up and it throws those sensitive fish off like walleye and smallmouth and largemouth bass and they kind of change things up or they get into their fall patterns uh, making them a little difficult in this time of transition but there's one great fishing opportunity and one that I really really enjoy particularly if I'm going to make a day a cast and blast combination for grouse and pheasants and then doing something else and that is going after holdover trout those stocked fish that have made it through the warmer months of summer into the fall that have spent the summer eating, growing large, making it through that transition from being stocked to becoming more of a regular creature in their environments. And the fall gives you a chance to connect with some of the biggest trout of the year. They're an absolute blast, tons of fun, and a great way to get kids out there fishing as well. So there's a lot of tips that go into taking advantage of this awesome resource. And the first thing you have to figure out is where these fish are, and it isn't hard. If you go to gf.nd.gov on the Where to Fish page, easily break your lakes down by selecting rainbow trout or brown trout to find out where they were stocked this spring now we're not looking for the ponds we're not looking for creek pond we're not looking for bloomers pond we're looking for other places deeper lakes so you want to look for the lakes on the landscape that have been stocked and then check out the depth contours there's a map on every page if you can find those lakes 35 to 40 feet or deeper that is where you're going to guaranteed find some of those holdover trout and I think you're gonna have a good chance this year. Why? Because August hasn't been particularly hot. And July wasn't particularly hot we had a stretch in June where it was really really warm and that pushed the trout deep early on but after that we didn't have the hot hot water temperatures that we saw obviously last year with the drought so you're going to find I think in a lot of places maybe in those lakes where trout were stocked and the max depth is 30 you may still find those trout there that have survived the summer's warmer temperatures because this summer wasn't particularly warm but the general rule in my mind 35 to 40 foot depths are going to give those trout cooler deeper water that they can in throughout the summer and that is the lake you're going to find them in in the fall. So where to fish use the resources that you have to locate those lakes and get those deeper ones there pay attention then to to the depth and the temperature of those lakes as we get into the season now as things cool off post labor day particularly september is a gorgeous month to be out there trout fishing to be out there chasing after the fish and as those shallows start to cool those fish are going to come up from the depths and they're going to forage in the shallows or they're going to be in that top tier of the lake out over the depths. They're going to be in that top one to five feet, and you're going to find a lot of action there. But again, pay attention to what was stocked, pay attention to how many were stocked, so you know what your odds are. And if you can break it down on the lake map versus the number that were put in, you can kind of get a percentage uh, ratio in your mind as to how many fish you should be encountering. But again, you want to be covering the water, so it's important next to address what you need to use to catch these fish and my two favorite tactics early on are to utilize a spoon or spinner. Classic trout spoons, classic spinners like the Meps Aglia. Those are the ways to go to help you cover water. And by now, if you're a trout angler, you should know it's going to be gold, silver, or bronze, just like you were running the Olympics. You're going to want to have different spoons with different levels of flash based on the day. You're going to have some cloudy conditions, particularly as you get into October, but on those bright, sunny, bluebird fall days that we see as well, you want some bling. You want the gold spinners and spoons. You want the silver spinners and spoons. Generating that flash and drawing those fish in for a look because if there are minnows present in those lakes, they're going to be keying in on that bait fish flash as well if they're not eating the larger remaining insects from the summer season. So a spoon and a spinner are a good way to go. If you have super crystal clear water, consider putting a fluorocarbon leader, tying one in, joining it to your main line, and having that clear lead because you may have that sensitivity to those crystal clear waters. Those trout can see a good distance and they kind of know. You'll Oftentimes you'll see them chase it in and turn real quick at the end, particularly when they see you or your boat as you're bringing that line in. That fluorocarbon helps to reduce that line scare that you might experience and would eliminate some of those short strikes. So again, consider fluorocarbon line. If it's dirty water, you might be able to get away with a braid or, or something uh, in a monofilament, but that fluorocarbon is a great one to use. I like it in 6, 8, or 10 pounds and that you can easily attach a spoon or a spinner to that and consider those options as you go through and one thing I want you to talk uh, to talk to you about is that short strike we do see a bit of short striking as it gets into fall uh, you have the changing in the weather pattern they might be a little bit fussier don't give up on that fish what I like to do is if I feel a bump I feel something out of the ordinary and I know it's not weeds I drop the rod and I snap that rod tip because if you Jerk that lure away from them, or you give it some sort of erratic motion, it often brings those trouts back for a second look at the lure, and oftentimes then they will hit it as well. So consider that. Don't give up on that fish. Stay aggressive too. Finally, to, to wrap up the, your presentation here, stay aggressive. You're going to be throwing those spoons out, you're going to be throwing those spinners out, burning them back, maybe giving them a twitch, maybe giving them a pump of the rod so that they can give off a little extra vibration, a little something distressing that calls predators in, even those trout. But as I mentioned, you want to stay aggressive and you want to work those top waters. You want to work everything in the shallows. If you have a little lake, a 40-acre lake, like a moon lake, you want to cruise those shallows first, hit those hard fan casting the shallows to find those fish that are up there foraging then you can move out a little bit deeper and you can work that surface area that one to five even if you're out over 10 15 20 40 feet of water it doesn't matter but you want to work the top of the column no matter where you're at to find those fish and connect with them but you want to note that the change in water temperature as those shallows and those upper strata get cooler that's when those trout are going to come back out of those depths. So you want to pay attention to how those seasonal shifts and when those cold days start to hit. When we get into September, obviously, you have those longer nights, shorter days, things aren't quite as warm, the sun angle is changing, the temperatures in the lakes are going to change as well. So if you put all this together, you can have some really incredible fall fishing for, I think, a species that goes underutilized, and there are a lot of big ones out there. If you can find those prairie gems where these fish have been stocked year after year after year and a lot of those fish that can carry over from last year or the year before are looking in that 20 to 22 to 24 inch range. So they can be a lot of fun, a great challenge, and it's an easy one for kids to catch. Certainly you can go with a hook and a night crawler if the lake allows for live bait. So pay attention to those there may be special restrictions if there's a live bait restriction it's typically bait fish you don't want to be dragging minnows to those designated trout lakes but In many cases, you can use uh, night crawlers as long as it's not bait fish. But double check your regulations for your particular lake or water and you'll figure it out. Go with lures though. Be aggressive. Get out there. Check out the lakes that are available to you and you will certainly find good fishing and a great way to make a September day a cast and blast kind of day where you can get some fishing in along with some great hunting as well. Keep this in mind. Have an enjoyable fall. Add some fishing to the mix. And if you do, I know I'm going to see you in our outdoors.